Well, welcome everyone to Outpost 127 as we broadcast from our outlying post to bring a little encouragement to those of you on the front lines advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Welcome in everybody again today to Outpost 127. We're just so happy that you're joining us. We have a really uh, special interview today with a with a friend of mine, Tiffany Crawford. She is a uh, wife and she's a mom and she's a creative. She likes to pick up her camera and go out and take photographs of people in our community uh, to tell their stories, to let them know that uh, their creator God loves them. And she's just really great at, at doing that. She and I have some of the same passions about ministry, about church, and ever so often we get an opportunity to sit down and and just talk about that and uh, really encourage one another. So I really wanted uh, to sit down today and, and interview her, have her give us an encouragement. Uh, Luke Pollock, uh, who we uh, interviewed last time and who is the co-host of this uh, broadcast, him and I sat down and interviewed Tiffany. And we think you are going to enjoy and be encouraged and strengthened by what she has to say. I also just want to encourage you to stick around um, afterward and we'll have some information about Tiffany's website, about her blog, about where you can see some of her photographs and some of the projects that she's working on. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview. Well, welcome, uh, Tiffany, to Outpost 127. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Hey, um, I have not really met you personally yet, um, only okay. uh, via social media. Um, right. But, but Greg has, like, spoken so kindly of you over the years. Yeah, uh, we get to hang out, Luke. We get to hang uh, out in person, it, dude. I'm kind, blushing. It kind, it kind of, it's, it's, it's a little unfair. Actually, um, especially when I see you uh, hanging out with uh, kids that I that I loved and, and grew up grew up around, uh, and so um, yeah, I, I'm excited. Good, I'm excited for this. Uh, it, it looked like a good time, but I'm excited <laughs> for this this conversation because uh, I want I want to get to know you, and I know our listeners want to get to know you as well. Um, so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your family, uh, what kind of things you do in your spare time, your ministry background? you know, et cetera, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I am Tiffany Crawford and I am born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. Um, but, my, but my heart <laughs> and the 210, but my heart, my heart has been left um, at the beach. Um, I lived in Florida mm. for five years with my husband and our five kids. We are a blended we are a blended family yours mine and ours and um our youngest is 16 and our oldest is 26 and um i have been in ministry to them (laughs) and to children (laughs) everywhere (laughs) for the last um probably 20 years I can't believe I'm that old to say that I've been in ministry for 20 years. You don't act that old, Tiffany, that's I for sure. started when I was four. No. Um, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been in ministry for the last 20 years. I started um, as a, an assistant director of a children's ministry of this mega church and um, just kind of moved, got my counseling license, moved into some recovery ministry staff. I, 
for a time I was the national train I was a national trainer for a worldwide recovery ministry for kids. I did that for several years. I've owned my own owned or operated however you want to look at it, my own ministries, but I've always just worked very closely, been connected to or on staff of a church in some way, shape or form. So um, when I was in Florida, I planted, helped plant a church um, and started a ministry out of my home uh, to the kids in our neighborhood who I knew their parents would never take them to church. So I took church mm. to them yeah. um, and there'd, there'd be weeks where we'd have, you know, 30, 40 kids um, in my living room. And the the key to all of that is I fed them every week and I fed, <laughs> I fed them home cooked meals every mm. week. A lot of these kids didn't have parents that cooked for them. And so mm. um, that really became like the core of my ministry is I would cook nothing huge, but I would cook for them. Um, and so cooking for 40 teenagers. Mm. <laughs> and you're not you're not it's not pizza bites it's like oh no it was like legit food but it prepared me <laughs> right to feed my boys like it was like preparation on feeding my own my own boys but um you know I did that we lived in we lived here for five years we lived there for six and then uh we've moved back um and so I've been back in San Antonio for the last six or seven years um doing ministry stuff in, in all different sorts of ways so, and so, getting rid and getting rid of kids one at a time. It's been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's something about taking care of people's physical needs. Yeah. Um, that sure. uh that before you even consider taking care of their spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Do, do you agree with that? Absolutely. And don't even think about talking to a kid or a teenager about anything spiritual unless you Absolutely. give them something from McDonald's. That's just Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's I love 101. That That's ministry 101. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a, we have a ministry here uh, called the Bed Brigade, and uh-huh. and it's it helps people get off their floor couch, what a laundry pile, and gives them gives them a bed. Um, and That's fantastic. and we we don't you know we don't we want to be able to take care of the physical needs first before we can even for have sure. an avenue. Uh, for the spiritual. So I love that about your story, Tiffany. Yeah. And one of the churches that I helped plant um, in Florida was part of this movement um, called um, Servant Evangelism. And it was started by Steve Shogren. And um, it's just this idea that serving tangible needs is evangelism in and of itself. Absolutely. Just getting people to know that, um, hey, God loves you and he sees you. Sometimes that's all some like that 30 seconds maybe of their life is 30 seconds they never thought about God before. Mm. And so that in and of itself is evangelism. Um, and so I was schooled uh, very theologically deeply um, being a part of a church that that's all we did was serve. That's all we did yep. was serve our community. So. And I've seen That's it. Awesome. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. I mean, um, mm-hmm. for you know, I'll, I'll t- tell y'all that Tiffany um, was was uh, a youth leader in in our own living room for a number of years, um, and and having youth come in. And so when she talks about having you know thirty forty uh, teenagers in her living room or in a living room and ministering to them, I've seen it firsthand. And I, I have never seen anybody with a gifting the way she has for that age group. She just connects. Uh, in a really quick, deep level 
um, with people, Luke. And so she's just mm-hmm. got that, that gift. But at the same time, Tiffany, you, you, uh, you also, I mean, you have a lot of gifts and you, you've done a lot of ministry, but you also have a real gift for capturing people and their stories through your camera lens, which is something sure. you've been really doing lately. So, so why do you, why do you enjoy doing that so much? What's, what's, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was just kind of this organic transition um, in my life. Michael, my husband, Michael, had bought me a camera and it sat in a box for several years. And I just decided, oh, I should pick this thing up and learn how to use it. And um, just realized that I had kind of just a different perspective. I think a lot of the time that I've spent serving and working with people has benefited me Mm. um, and the ability to really get people's personalities to come out in their photos. and it's just, it's been a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Photography has been the surprise of my life. And um, I love it. I'm passionate about it. Um, it's constantly challenging me, constantly pushing me creatively, which is something I always knew, but I didn't, I always knew that I was creative, but I never saw myself as a creative. Mm. And mm. so I think that there's a very different perspective in those two things. Um, and so just really discovering that part of who I am and how that connects me to God, because the very first picture that we see of who God the Father is, is him as a creator. And so if we're made in his image, we all have the ability to, to really, we're all creators in some yeah. sense of the word. Um, and so it's just, it's been a pleasant surprise, been probably one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. Um in my life. And I've done some pretty challenging things in ministry. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's true. You, you have done some, some real diverse stuff, but I, but I, I love, I love that idea though. I mean, I, I love that idea. I, that's you and I have talked about that, about the first picture we see is, is, you know, father, God is creator and, uh-huh. and that, that creativity. Um, but you also have an eye though, I think for people that, for sure. That others maybe don't. Um, sure. Yeah. What, what do you what do you see maybe in other people that, you know, that you pull your camera lens up and take their picture, you know, and, and develop that and put that all together? Like, what do you see there? Well, part part of I think um, my challenges is that so kind of one of the things that I know that God has created me to be is an encourager. Mm. And he's also created me to be somebody who just affirms people and who they are. Mm, I think that, I that that throughout like the thread, if, if I look throughout all of the ministry that I've done, and one of the reasons that I love working with kids so much uh, is because kids are just so vulnerable and moldable when it comes to self-esteem and, and, and knowing their identity and who they are. And there's so many things coming at them from so many different directions, right? Mm-hmm, Especially mm-hmm. now. Right. And so to have 20 minutes with them to just pour into that person and encourage that person and make that person feel beautiful and make that person feel Amen. worthy. I think that that's, that's what God tries to do with us and what he tried to do with us through Jesus mm. is to, to say to us, you are worthy. And so if I can have 10 or 15 minutes to encourage somebody and being in front of a camera is a very vulnerable place to be. 
um, for uh, for people like I hate having my picture taken. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Like I would so much rather be behind the lens instead of in front of it. And it's very unnerving for people to be on display like that. Mm. But yet, but yet that that's and it's what so many people spend their lives running from is being on display. Um, but so when they are in front of the camera, if I can get them to just laugh a real laugh or connect with their spouse in a way that's like a true connection and not just something that's imitated. Um, I think that that's oh. why I am able to capture what I am able to capture, especially with kids. Right. So, mm. Mm. um, cause I'll run after kids. I, I don't have a problem doing that. <laughs> Ch- <laughs> Chasing them down. My calories. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But you've been even known to go kind of right into the heart of where the people are. I mean, uh, this, I mean, recently the, you know, some of the, the protests, uh, the, the protests that were downtown San Antonio, right? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you kind of like grabbed your camera and you kind of went down there, right? To see what that was about. Yeah. yeah. So I was down there. I was downtown during George Floyd, mm-hmm. like right at the beginning of all of that, all of the protests from city to city. And I was downtown doing a senior shoot. Mm. And um, I had finished that and I called my husband and I said I'm going to the riots <laughs> and he said what he said that's awesome I've paid up on your life insurance <laughs> please be careful uh, you know yeah. hope to see you later mm-hmm. and I said I I just felt this tug like I can't say that I want to capture reality for what it is if I'm not going to go to where the reality is. Mm, so yeah. oh, I went good. down there. It was so unnerving, um, but so eye-opening because I decided that I was going to jump in and I did. I went right down to where the yelling and the screaming and the SWAT team and the protests were. And through my camera, I think I really was able to capture some of the real hurt and emotion that's happening in our nation right now. Mm. Um, and honestly, if I could be a full-time like journalistic street photographer, um, and be able to put shoes on my 16 year old's feet, I would totally do it. Um, (laughs) that's expensive. (laughs) I know that feeling, especially when he's six foot seven and wears a size, you know, 15. So (laughs) that's a, that's a car payment almost. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. So, (laughs) and so it's just, there's something, there's something about the honest and the organic for me. Mm. Um, it, it just brings the intimacy and to be able to really see where people are and what they're dealing with and their hurts and, you know, all sorts of things. And to be able to capture it is, is the way that in a way that other people, can maybe experience it and kind of step out of their bubble. It's really important to me as well. That's really good. Really good. Yeah. That kind of sums up kind of what she said up earlier about, uh, Mm -hmm. about that God loves you and sees you. It's like, it's like that's coming out of you and and your Christ likeness of like being able to capture that kind of stuff, you know, and and just saying, you know, Tiffany sees you Mm. and, and, and I, and she loves you. You know what I'm saying? Right. For like, sure. and that's, that's a really, that's an awesome gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely all Jesus. 
um, because I, here's a confession. I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's been, a club for no, us. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just literally winging it. So <laughs> yeah, we're going to come full circle back around to that later because that, I mean, that's a really powerful statement because I, I, I mean, Luke, you know, we we're laughing about it. But it's really kind of true. I think, I think none of us really know what we're doing. I think we're all no. kind of winging it, um, uh, being led by the Holy spirit. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a while ago about a prompting and you just knew you had to be there. You had to do that. And so, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that if we're all honest, I think that is a true confession that most of us are just sort of winging it as well. So that's, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. Sure. You know, oh, I think that, that, that we all need permission to kind of wing it. Mm. We all kind of have all this pre- pressure from so many different ways and areas, even from childhood and like the indoctrination of like, you need to know what you're going to be when you're 18. Mm, mm. Um, you know, I'm 43 and I'm winging it. There's hope for you, Luke. Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're my new role model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Greg's mentioned that you've, uh, you've gone on, a short term, a short term mission trip anyway, uh, yeah. a few years ago. Um, and, yeah. and I understand that it had a, a profound impact on your life. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that trip and, and why it was so impactful for you? It did. It, it was amazing. It's, you know, it's, I don't want it to be kind of this typical, you know, first world. I went to another country and it changed my life, but it really <laughs> did, you know, like I hate to be the cliche, but it really did. It, I went um, with my church at the time and we part, they had a partnership with food for the hungry and what food for the hungry does is they kind of adopt these villages throughout the world. Um, And they don't just bring missionaries there like once a year, they actually implant food for the hungry staff and train up the people in the community to make a difference 365 days a year. And so our, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's very different than some of the other missionary programs that I've heard about or been involved with, or my daughter's been involved with. This is something that's just very tangible where they understand that going into villages and spreading the gospel is not, you know, a two week bring the Americans in ordeal. It's a, we are committed to being here for five years. We are committed to being here for 10 years if we have to. Um, and so when we went in, it was, oh, the, the Americans are coming, but they knew what we were about. And they, their Americans had been there before, but they also had food for the hungry staff and several other community members who were being raised up to change their lifestyles in a positive way, not infiltrate their culture and change their culture, but to take their culture and um, move it in a direction that's safer and healthier. Like, for example, one of the things that uh, the community didn't really know is how to wash their dishes. Mm. And they didn't understand that washing, washing what you eat out of can prevent disease. Like simple things like that that we take for granted, they had no idea that that was an important thing to do. And so, um, so just little simple things like that, they establish schools, they feed them, they clothe them, you know, all of these things. So when I went, it was in this small town, a small village called Carmonial and pardon my Spanish, even though I grew up in San Antonio, I'm 
you know, I'm a white girl. It is what it is. And so Carmonial, <laughs> San, San Juan, Dominican Republic. Um, it was a five hour drive from the airport. And when I say drive, I mean, up and down mountains. Didn't know if I was going to make it there alive drive. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were there for um, a little over a week. Um, and it just, it was so impactful to me is one, it, it, I took my camera and it is where I discovered how to capture the essence of people, mm-hmm. where they're at and what they're doing in their surroundings. Um, and to be able to really capture a culture, you know, I, when I would see what they were eating, I would take a picture of what they were eating. When I would see a kid with a toy, I would take a picture because it's what defined their culture. Um, and so it's where I really learned how to just be behind my lens and operate in the spirit and just go wherever God told me to go and take pictures of whatever God told me to take pictures of. Now, the benefit of that, right, was I had this really cool technological thing in my hand and the kids wanted to know everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had an opportunity to really bond with so many of the kids and um, and we taught each other our languages. I know a little bit of Spanish. I know how to say, you know, how do you say like, como se dice? And I would point at something and they would tell me how to say it in Spanish and I would tell them how to say it in English and we would giggle and laugh. They really thought the word donkey was just hysterical. <laughs> um, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> they said burro, I said donkey and they just busted out laughing. And so, <laughs> like hee-haw, um, hee-haw. That's, that's yeah. what kind of laugh for that happens. Yeah, yeah. so it was just... Um, it was just so pure. And it was a time in my life. I was completely disconnected from responsibility. I didn't have to take for the first time ever. Right. I didn't have to think about what was for dinner, where I needed to be, um, who, you know, I didn't have to be responsible for anybody, but myself and being connected to God. And so it was just very impactful in in that sense. Right. But then there was also the church sense in, um, experiencing a not American church. And uh, that was really what kind of rocked my world because I started, so I grew up in the Lutheran church. Okay, um, That is one of the common things that Greg mm-hmm. and I have, sure that is. we have a connection to the Lutheran church and Lutheran church is very much like the Catholic church. Um, as far as liturgy is concerned and things like that. Um, but I grew up in the Lutheran church, went through catechism, was baptized, confirmed, all of those things. Um, and then I transitioned into a community church and I was part of a Willow Creek church. I was part of one of the fastest growing Willow Creek churches in America. And so I went from um, very traditional Mm -hmm. to very, my mom would ask me every Sunday, she'd be like, every weekend, she'd be like, oh, are y'all going to go sacrifice chicken this weekend? That's your new church. Like, it was like this. (laughs) It was early 2000s. It was this very radical idea of what church can be like. The church, the church that I was a part of started in an elementary school. Churches weren't doing that yet. Now that's very normal. Mm-hmm. In the year 2000, that was very cutting edge to do something like that. Um, so 
um, you know, I, I was part of this mega church where it was all about programming and all about, you know, scheduling and all about making sure the right people were in the right places. Um, you worked really hard six days a week for that seventh day. And, um, you know, we were doing five services a week and it just, it was mega. Right. And then I, when I went to Florida, I was part of planting a church. And so it was very much about how do we get out there? How do we market? How do we market? And so it, it just, there were these two, you know, all of these different experiences that I had. And now here I am faced with literally a brick building with open windows and no chairs Mm. like everybody Mm. brought their own chairs from home like their own plastic Mm -hmm. chairs Mm -hmm. that we buy to sit on like they would just bring them from home and that's where they would sit I mean there was a few in the church but not really wow you know and so no doors no windows there was a stage only so that the pastor could be elevated about six inches um and they just made it work yeah you know and Um, And so when I came back and I was helping to plant a church here in San Antonio, I was like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? Like, like I, I've experienced it with literally fog and lights and campaigns and completely stripped away. Wow. And it really, really, this, this mission trip really challenged me to take this definition of church um, and completely disassemble it. And here I am like four years later, still trying to make a new definition of what church really should be and what Jesus intended it to be. Um, And so, yeah, so that's just kind of where I'm with all of that. So those are kind of the two things that I took out of that mission trip two big things. <laughs> and what's, what's so powerful, what's so powerful about that is, um, y- you know, you, you, it, it, I love the fact that you had your camera there, right. And you, and you kind of begin to just, dis- right. like you said, you begin to see people, you begin to really see people. Um, mm-hmm. you also kind of develop, you know, some of that creativity that, that you had, that God had, had birthed in you. But I love the point that you begin to see church in a, in a kind of, completely different way. And you begin to sort of wonder about mm-hmm. that. And that's one of the things, that's one of the other things you and I have really in common. And I know, uh, Luke, when, when Tiffany and I get together and have lunch, you know, really a lot of our conversation shifts that, that way, uh, shifts the focus on what is the church, right? What is really the American mm-hmm. church? So, so Tiffany, you know, I know that that's something that frustrates you still today, right? It, it, yeah. Sure. And so kind of how American Christians today see, or perhaps really don't see um, what I kind of call the intersection of church mission and life. So, so tell mm-hmm. us kind of, where are you with that today? Like what, what are your thoughts about that? And what frustrates you a little bit about how American Christians kind of, you know, separate that out sort of church mission life. Yeah, well, for sure. I think that one of the things um, that I know that I've talked to you Mm -hmm. about, Greg, is that there's just so much consumerism Mm -hmm. in the church. There's so much, I'm going to show up, get what I need and leave. Um, Or I'm going to show up to a church and I'm going to go through. And if they don't have what I need, I'm just going to go to another one. Like if they don't have this particular ministry to serve me, then I, I, there's one on every corner, you know, especially in San Antonio, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's literally a church Mm -hmm. on every corner, like in our little radius at one time over where in the area that Greg and I live, there was 
think four different churches that started with Alamo Mm -hmm. had something in the middle and ended with (laughs) church. It's true. So Alamo Regional Church, Alamo Mm -hmm. Community Church, Alamo Christian Community Church, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) so it's literally like everywhere you go. Um, and people showing up to church going, oh, I thought this was the other one. Like, oh, no, the other one's, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Like, like it's, it's shopping. It's like when you go into Walmart mm. and there are 47 different toothpastes and you could literally read every box and figure out which one works for you. And that's kind of what to me church has become is, and, and I don't want to discredit what it's doing because I grew up in the church. I respect the church. I love mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. I was saved. I was saved because of the church, mm-hmm. like literally saved out of the life that I could have led. led. Like, thank you for Jesus. You don't want to know Tiffany before Jesus. And so <laughs> I trust me, you don't, I can tell you some stories. That's for another podcast <laughs> another time, but I reschedule, <laughs> you know, reschedule. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love the church. Do not get me wrong on that. Do not misquote me on that. I know the impact of it. I know the potential for it. I know the power of it, but I think what's happened or in my perspective, what's happened. um, And this is being on um, being on the side of the church where I've been on the staff. I've been on the leadership. I've been in the room where it happens, you know, and I have experienced this, um, this misconstrued idea that church has to be marketed and that church has to be um, that it has to be this consumer driven thing. Um, and so if I were to say that's something that frustrates me, that's one of the things that does frustrate me about the church, because what I think people miss in that is they're missing the opportunity um, to decompartmentalize their mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, it's like, you know, you have your work friends, you have your neighbors, you have your church friends, like, why can't they Mm. all be the same? Yeah. You know, like why we, we, we put ourselves in boxes that way. Right. Which then in turn makes us have to have different identities depending on who we're around, which in turn you know, is just playground for mm. the enemy to take our real identity yeah, away. From so us. good. So good. And so I really yeah. think that, yeah. you know, the church could do a better job of um, just really challenging people to, I know there is huge campaigns in churches across America of like, you know, you are the church, the church is not a building. Um, but I don't know if that, that message really got through to people. You know, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it does. Or... It does. And, and, and in fact, just yeah. the way you said that at the end, right, that there are campaigns, there are, you know, there are messages out there that, that you that you are the church, that you don't go to church. And I think I think that there are there are some of us. I think I think the message got through to some to your point. Right. And those people sure. and, and I will count myself in that. And I think Luke will count himself in that. I think you would, too. And I think that's why we're, we're actually on this uh, broadcast talking about this is that we see our lives. uh, We see ourselves as the church. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's what makes us, as we use this term here, that makes us a misfit minister because there are, you know, there are people that are, that are sort of going about the business of, of doing church 
And um, we have kind of decided, I think the three of us here, and there's a lot of others, that's what that we're trying to do is encourage those that are out there on the front lines of this misfit ministry. We're saying, pick up your camera, right? And tell the stories of human mm-hmm. beings that Father created all for the glory of God to, to spread the gospel. Pick up your camera. You don't, sure. you don't have to be a preacher, yeah. right? You don't have to serve within, within right. the quote unquote established church. That's what I love about you. I love the fact that you are a creative and you do your cre- creativity through a camera, through a lens mm-hmm. and show these stories of people. And that is bringing glory to, to father. That is being the church. And, um, and I'm just, I, I don't want to go on about that, but I want to give some credence to that right here, right now, because for those that are listening who say, you know, all, all, all I do is pick yeah. up my camera and take pictures of people. Um, how is that glorifying God? That's what you're doing, Tiffany, right? That's what you're doing. And I, and I yeah. do want to say this, right. To anybody that's listening and that, that is that being in ministry for 20 years, like church ministry for 20 years and transitioning into this idea that ministry is what we do as we go. That's been a very (laughs) difficult mindset for Mm. me to let go of. It's been very difficult because, because I was so deep in the church, the church, which is the, I get it. Right. I was, but I was so deep in it to step out of that. I felt almost like I was betraying Mm. to say that, I am going to do something yeah. besides children's ministry. I was going to do something besides recovery ministry. I am going to do something besides church planting. Um, it became so ingrained in who I was that to step out of that and recognize, like I still wrestle with, okay, am I doing something that matters? I still wrestle with that. That's not something that, I, I, it just like one day, just like, okay, well this matters. So this is what I'm going to do. I mean, this is something that I still, I still Mm -hmm. wrestle with, um, is this idea that I can pick up the camera and it matters or, um, you know, I can drive, be a truck driver Mm -hmm. and it matters. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Or I can be an at-home mom and it matters. It's, it's enough. I think, I think. I think that's what Amen. it is. I think Amen. it's the it's not enough mm. lie, right? It's that it's not enough. It's not enough to only do dot dot dot, right? That's the lie that we believe, and so that's just you know some encouragement so that I have mm. to my I'm mm. I'm preaching yeah. to myself here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so good, so good. Because <laughs> there are days you know you wake yeah. up and you're like, oh, I yeah. suck. You know, I don't do it. Yeah, I suck. Yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that word keeps on coming up yeah, in does. in this. <laughs> oh man. What a bunch yeah. of misfits. Yeah. Right. Come on. <laughs> so Tiffany, uh do you, do you have any uh new projects that or ideas that you're currently working on that um that you'd Yeah, like to share with so us? I um I actually just finished a project that I would love to talk just a few minutes about and I'm getting ready to dive into a couple of more projects um, when my schedule allows for me to do um, to do them. But one that I just finished is I, I worked with um, this amazing lady named Lisa McGuire, and she 
um, is a director, a sales director at an assisted living facility here in San Antonio. Um, and the assisted living facility has this one in particular um, has three different areas. It has the, it has the independent living, it has the assisted living, and then it has mm. memory care. And so she commissioned me to come out and take photos of 10 different couples who have been married for 50 plus years. Wow. Um, and, cap- and capture them in kind of engagement style photography. And so um, it was probably one of the most fulfilling things that I have done mm. to date. Wow. Um, <laughs> because I got to spend time with this love and knowledge. And um, I, I got to spend some time with two of the couples whose um, the wives were very far gone um, into the disease mm. of Alzheimer's. Um, one in particular, one wow. gentleman in particular comes up to the, his wife lives in the facility. She lives in memory care, but he comes up three times a day. Um, he comes for breakfast. He gets her dressed. He went to the department store to learn how to put on makeup. And he puts her lipstick on for her wow. every day. Whoa. They've been married for like, they've been married That's for like awesome. 55 years. Um, and so I, Real yes, and so I got to take, I took actually took photos of him putting mm. her lipstick on and um, him just sitting on a couch, just interacting with her. Um, and it just blessed me so much to be able to um, just capture just these moments. And these moments that th- these two wives would have just seconds of memory. And so the one, this one lady in particular, I just was like, oh, your husband, he's so, and mm-hmm. of course she doesn't know who he is. And I said, oh, he's so handsome. And he had his arm around her and he was putting her hair behind her ear. And I said, why don't you give him a kiss? And she just puckered <laughs> up <her> big old <laughs> to try to give him a kiss. And I got to capture that, you know, that one moment. So um, that was just amazing. So I, you know, took ended up with like 400 photos um, of this just amazing documentation of marriage and relationship. And hmm. um, it's actually going to be in the Express News. I don't know when, uh, but it will be in the newspaper. And so I'm, you know, I'm super excited about that project. Um and then another wow. one, um, I have two that I'm working on. One, I'm applying for a grant um, to highlight uh, the, just highlight, it's going to be entitled Mixed Kids Are the Future, um, right. and just how um, in, interracial relationships um, are at an all-time high than they've ever been in the history of our world, um, and how mixed kids are not... Um, they're just not highlighted in the media hmm. in the way that they should be. And so I'm going to be doing some stuff yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Like and then that. I also have one just project kind of on the back burner um, that's going to highlight um, child marriage and how child marriage is still legal in 47 states in the United oh States goodness. of America. And yeah, hmm. I know. It's incredible. Over 250,000 children every year are being married off, um, mostly to men who are significantly 10 years old or older than them by their parents. 
And so um, laws need to change. And so I have some ideas that I'm going to work on that. So, you know, just passion projects, just things that God just places on my heart that says, you know, this is something that you need to do. Um, And I wish I had all the time in the world to work on those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in in addition to, you know, mom and, 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 and wife Mm -hmm. and and all those kinds of things. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, one of your uh, uh, son's, while ago a uh, basketball player and he plays ball and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, you're, you're busy. Yeah. 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 I am. Bu- and plus I, you know, I run a portrait <laughs> photography business. And so, you know, that, that one particular week I had 16 photo shoots that one week. And so um, I've been, I've been a busy bee. That's for sure. Thank God. Um, he's been good Amen. to me. That's for Amen. sure. <laughs> well, let me, let me just kind of come to our final question. Um, we, we, and, and you've already, my goodness, you've already said, you know, so much encouragement to, to us here, to Luke and I, to others that, that may be listening. But what we always kind of end it by saying, you know, uh, to give us one or the, the listeners one final encouragement that you might like to give for, for those that are listening, no matter where they are, that are standing firm on the front lines for the faith of the gospel. And going back to what you said earlier, they may be saying, listen, I'm just winging this. Or they're getting up in the morning and they're saying, you know, I just don't feel this. I suck. Whatever it may be, uh, I, you know, I just right. If you could maybe give kind of one final encouragement um, to kind of wrap us up today, that would be fantastic. I I think that I would. Um, one time I had this this janitor. He was the janitor at the church, and he he told me that in his janitorhood. Um, that he he accepted the role of being in the royal priesthood, hmm. and that you know back then I had no idea what he was talking hmm. about. I had, he had I no that. I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like yeah 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 you know sure whatever. You're old you're wise <laughs> I get you. But now I get it right. Like now I <laughs> totally get it. And I think that we forget that. I think that we forget that our royal priesthood like who we are as uh, disciples, who we are as, um, as children of God called um, to spread the gospel. Like we're like part of this very elite group just because Mm. Jesus loves us and we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything to earn that. Um, And so I think, just accepting that identity and then being real about, and I I was blown. My mind was blown. We started talking about the idea when Greg and I started talking about just a lot of these ideas about the church and the definition of church, but um, just, just the idea of going and being on the go and like our ministry, our life, everything that we do, we pour into people and we love people and we serve people. It's all about being and doing it on the go. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I know I shared it with Greg um, many forever ago, which he, I don't even know if you remember me sharing this with you, but that Jesus was literally on the go from the time he was in the womb Mm. and like, Mary got pregnant and she packed up and went to see Elizabeth and then she packed up and went to another city and then they went back to another city and then Jesus was like left behind. Like I would leave my kid (laughs) at target. Like he, like, (laughs) like 
and Jesus, like from the moment he was conceived, he was on the go. And it was because that was the only way to spread his presence and his love and who he was. And so I just encourage people to go like just wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, look for opportunities to serve and love. Um, And that is enough. At the end Mm. of the day, that is enough. Mm. You mm. and you are enough, Amen. <laughs> right? And um, that's probably one of the hardest things I think for most. I know women to believe is that we are enough. Um, yeah. So you are a royal peace priesthood. When you're on the go, every little thing that you do, every way that you love, is enough mm. for Jesus. Amen. Um, Look, I told you. I told you, man. I we we aren't fantastic. Yeah, I know. We sit and have the. We sit and have these conversations and we look up at the clock and it's like, oh my goodness, we've been talking for two hours. Oh yeah. We can have four. Oh yeah. It's it's easy. It's easy. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Tiffany for for being here. It was great meeting you. Really appreciate your your wisdom. And I know, like I said, I know you're busy and we'll look forward to seeing your projects and and I'm going to put information um, out uh, on our social media channel about your photography and about you and so people can follow you and follow your blog and those kinds of things so we just really yeah really appreciate you being here so thanks so much yeah for sure all right thank you guys so much see you bye 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 Well, there you go. I think you uh, have a better idea now of why we wanted to bring Tiffany on and interview her and just uh, have her encourage uh, you listening today. And she encouraged myself and encouraged Luke today um, in in all the things that we talked about. And that's just why it's so great to sit down with Tiffany every so often, have lunch and just uh, bounce ideas off of one another and talk about the gospel and talk about ministry and talk about um, what we see with the church today, all the things that we kind of talked about um, in this interview today. You know, one of the things we we forgot to talk about was that the the teenagers actually call her Miss Tiff. And it's funny because ever so often I find myself calling her Miss Tiff as, as well, not because um, not because I'm really that young, but I just like to think I am. So uh, Miss Tiff is pretty cool, and uh, we're so glad that we uh, were able to bring her on to Outpost 127 today. If you'd like to follow Tiffany Crawford and, and her continuing journeys, her projects, her passions, uh, you can go to her website at tiffany-joy.com. That's tiffany-joy.com. You can also follow her on Facebook and Instagram pages through Tiffany Joy Photos. And I would just highly encourage you to uh, check that out. You can follow her blog and also see some of the great photos that she has uh, taken through these projects that she continues to do. So again, we just want to thank you for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged. And no matter where you are, um, just remember what Paul encourages us to do, to continue striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. God bless, and we'll see you soon.